Good morning. Uh, if you would, uh, open your Bible or pull it up on your phone or a tablet. Uh, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. Um, in just a moment, we're going to read that text together, but have it ready to go. Uh, so today, we are actually coming to close out the first half of our series on Ephesians as we're uh, preparing to transition into a holiday series. Um, and earlier this week, uh, the staff, uh, we were just reflecting um, on the series and how it's gone so far, and um, we were talking about how we've really enjoyed it. We've enjoyed this series, which we've titled One. Um, and it's been cool because, because of how Paul has structured this letter, um, we've been able to see some of the same themes like pop back up like over and over again. And due to how we rotate through like the teaching team, uh, we get to see different takes on some of the same topics. And so like we've been able to hear Byron preach on a topic and then Garrett comes in and hits it in a different way and then Dean takes a shot at something and then Adam kind of takes it in, uh, in a different way. And it's, it's cool because each of us has a, a different voice, uh, you know, a different way of approaching the scripture and preaching it um, because God has gifted us all in different ways. Um, and there's just something that's so beautiful um, that happens there in the diversity of messages that are unified um, in one series. Um, and when I was looking at the, the text this week, um, I could see that what we're coming, because we're coming to the end of kind of a, a major section, chapters one through three, I could see that there was like this short culmination of things that we've talked about throughout the entire series. Um, you know, there's this incredible gift that God has given us, uh, this power through the Spirit which opens our eyes about how much God loves us. Um, so much that he has come alongside of us and inside of us, uniting us and making us one with him. That's why we've you know, titled the series One. Um, and that it's all out of his great love that this would happen. Um, Paul talks about this love, and we're going to read it in a second, this love that surpasses knowledge. Uh, he wants us to know this unknowable love of God. And I thought that was so beautiful as, uh, as I came to the scripture this week. And so that's what we're going to wrestle with today. Uh, what does it mean to try to know the unknowable love of God? Uh, it's so incredible. Uh, and it's a love that Paul has experienced himself. And he wants us to understand it. Um, and so we've seen Paul give like countless like metaphors and imagery trying to put words to it just trying to help us wrap our minds around it because it's, it's just so much um, and so you have your bible open let's read ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 21 paul says for this reason i kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And then this next part is key. That's what we're going to focus on. He says, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. 
and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So just recently, my wife and I uh, went on the vacation of a lifetime. We went uh, and traveled through Europe. We went to Italy, Austria, and Germany. It, it was awesome. And uh, since we came back, uh, people have pretty consistently asked us what our favorite part of the trip was. And it was, it was an easy answer uh, for us because one city just rose above the rest, and it was Florence. Uh, this was the, the view of the city Looking out from the bell tower of the main cathedral, it was very high, many stairs, very narrow staircase, but it was worth it for that view. It was incredible. Um, every single corner of this city is just so remarkable and like intimate and beautiful. And we got to travel all throughout the city and see this amazing art and architecture. Um, one of our favorite things was actually going on a horseback ride outside of the city and then having this big, like, family-style meal with a group of other travelers, uh, strangers to us, but they felt like family by the end of the meal. It was, it was just the best experience. Um, and so, like, now I've, I can come back from this trip and I can show you, like, a, you know, a ton of pictures. I have many more than this. And I can tell you, I can tell you a, bu a bunch of stories, um, but you won't truly know Florence unless you've been there and experienced it for yourself. Um, and so since coming back, there have been a, a few people who, that we've talked to who have been there. Um, and when I say Florence, it's so funny. I just see it in their eyes. Their eyes just light up in this way when I start talking about it. And they're like, yes, <laughs> it is so wonderful there. I totally agree because they have been there and they know it. Um, and it's, it's hard to describe, you know, something that is really amazing. Um, we've all had that experience happen to us before where we've experienced something new and then we've wanted to share it with our friends. Um, you know, maybe it's a, a new place that you've been to, or, or maybe it's a new food that like really blew your mind. You're like, you have to go eat this. Uh, really recently, we had hands down the best steak, Kat and I, that we've ever had. And so we're like, all right, we got to take our friends. We got to go here. We got to have them experience this steak because it's the best. And if you ask me later, I'll tell you where it is. <laughs> uh, we all uh, experience things that we want to share. You know, I, like, I really like movies, and so I like to, sh to share movies, like, oh, this is my favorite movie, I really want you to watch it. And most of the time people are like, that movie was weird. Um, <laughs> but it's okay, maybe you've seen a movie you really like, and you want to recommend it to others, or maybe there's a bunch of other things that I can't even think of that you, that you guys like. Um, and, you know, I think this is one of the reasons that we, uh, that so many people use social media, like Facebook and Instagram and blog posts, like, we just want to, like, share our experiences with others and say, look, this was so amazing, this was so incredible. And that's what Paul's doing. Paul, he just wants to share this love he has experienced with the world. And he's been compelled to go and to travel all over the place sharing this good news. And uh, so you might be able to like, understand what Paul is going through as he tries to describe what he's experienced. 
and what his eyes have been opened to. He's grappling with this love, struggling to find words that are adequate. And he's saying it in so many different ways throughout the letter, uh, trying to give these like different metaphors and examples, trying to really capture our imaginations as he gives these word pictures about what, what God's love is like and how it works. And so it, it's really cool. He, 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 does, he does so many, and so I just wanted to highlight a few. Like he, he paints the picture of God giving us this lavish gift. Um, and then he goes on and he talks about this gift as God bringing us from death to life. Like he's just using all these metaphors. And he, he also goes on to talk about like, all right, we were once far off, but God has adopted us to sonship and given us an inheritance. It's so wonderful, all these different ways that he talks about it. Uh, You know, one of the first things that we learn about growing up in the church from your parents or from something like the preschool ministry is that God loves you. It's like the most basic, like most foundational teaching. Um, and so I think that sometimes, like when we like, oh yes, God, God loves me. Like sometimes I think we may even like take that phrase for granted um, when we hear it now. And Paul, he hasn't just been taught that. Um, he hasn't just read about it. He hasn't just heard stories about God's love. He has experienced this immeasurable love of God in his own life. And so the question arises in our minds, what happened to Paul? What happened to Paul? Um, Well, a very brief summary of of Paul's life is that he was an enemy of the way of Jesus. He was an enemy of the way of Jesus, and he was persecuting and killing those that followed Jesus. And then something extraordinary happened to him. Uh, He was shown the light, (laughs) and he was literally blinded and then given sight in this like embodied metaphor of what's going on in him. Uh, and he had his eyes opened, both figuratively and literally, uh, about the person of Jesus and who he really was. And this all happened while he was an enemy of Christ. Uh, he was shown grace and pulled from his former way of life, given this gift, a new start, new identity. Um, look, look at how Paul describes what God has done for us in, in Romans. Um, he, he so clearly has his own story about his life and what has happened to him in the back of his mind as he writes so many different things. But look, look at this in Romans chapter 5. He says, uh, For a good person, someone might possibly dare to die, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For if, while we were God's enemies... We were reconciled to him through the death of the son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? I can think of no more difficult or hard to comprehend love than to love your enemy. Yet God loved Paul. God gave himself for people like Paul brought him out of this sinful path that he was on and gave him a new direction. God brought Paul to himself. And so what is is God's love like? It's a love that transforms even enemies and adversaries into partners. And when thinking about this love, I was just reflecting on it all, all week, and it was just so incredible. I was just thinking about it and seeing how Paul talks about God as the father of all at the beginning of our passage today. 
you know, I couldn't help but think of the parable of the lost son. This parable comes to mind for me so often. It's just so impactful. It's so beautiful. Um, and the story, this parable comes from, from Jesus because Jesus himself wanted us to know God's love. And so he told this wide variety of stories, parables, to capture our imaginations so that we would grasp what God's love is like. And what is it like? Well, even though God is the father of all humanity, some have gone their own way, and they are his lost children, and he has eagerly awaited for their return. And so Jesus tells this story of the wayward son in Luke 15. In this story, the son rejects the father and wants his inheritance now, and so the father graciously gives it to him. And we watch as the son just squanders all the good things that have been given to him. And he eventually comes to the end of himself and he returns to the father who has never forgotten about the son, who has longed for his return. And when he does come back, the father holds nothing against him. He just, he rejoices and he throws a huge party in celebration of the son's return. Oh, how wide and long and high and deep is the love of God. God wants to capture our imagination with these stories and these images. He wants us to understand his love. And so he has Paul tripping over himself to give adequate metaphors to describe how amazing God is based on the love that he has experienced. And then Jesus is telling us these stories and these parables that give us another picture of God's love for us. And the whole Bible is just filled, just packed with stories about what God's love looks like. And it all culminates in the story of Jesus, who, after hundreds of years of humanity being lost, he is God himself who has come to humanity to dwell with us, to give his own life for us. It's a sacrificial love. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for a friend. And when we understand this love, when we know this unknowable love, this incredible gift that God has given us, then we become part of the process of reconciling all people to himself, the many lost sons returning. Because since the time of Abraham, God has given this gift with a reason, for a purpose, so that all would know his love. He says to Abraham, all nations will be blessed through you. He says to Israel, you will be a kingdom of priests, a light to the nations. Through you, people will come to know me. And where Israel failed, Christ succeeded. He showed the greatest love of God through his sacrificial life for us. But he isn't here any longer. Now, the church is meant to be the physical manifestation of Christ in the world, to continue Christ's work, to help others to know the unknowable love of God, to help them experience it through our actions through the empowering of the Spirit in us, which makes us one with God. We all play a part in this. And we can look 
to how this love is described in the Bible. We can read it for ourselves. We can listen to different sermons to help us understand God's love even deeper in so many ways that capture our imaginations. But we truly come to know God's love when we experience it, when the body of Christ can really be the hands and feet of Jesus and embody his sacrificial love right here. And that, that has been my experience. When, when God got a hold of my heart, at first I was truly captivated by this picture of God's love that I saw as I read the Bible, but then I experienced this love through this community of people here at Nova, people here in this church who loved, loved me in ways I could never imagine. Um, Andrew and Shannon and Dean and my parents, so many more <laughs> who have shown love to me, who have given of themselves and forgiven me. I experienced God's love through them. The unknowable Love of God is made known through the many different God-filled people who make up the body of Christ. It's made known in so many vastly different ways, and we each have our own stories. And God, he just delights in this variety. Uh, The Bible says that we were all made in God's image to reflect who he is in this world that we live in. We are all different. Um, In the same way with Florence, back to the city, uh, you can't have just, you you can't like capture the beauty and the vastness of a city like that with just one picture or one image or one story. We all display an image of God, each of us, as parents and husbands and wives and as children and friends and brothers and sisters, all in different places, each of us capturing another facet of God's love, each of us another metaphor, another story that will show someone who God's love is, what it looks like. This love changes us. And it compels us to act, to love others. And we have seen how it has changed Paul. May the same be so of us. Amen. Please stand for the benediction. May we be rooted and established in love. May we have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen.